Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor hey welcome to a special episode of the why do christians podcast we are diving into what makes us tick why do we follow jesus why are we doing what we do i'm mark dickey and i'm burt miller and welcome to the why do christians podcast Welcome to the show. I'm Mark Dickey. I host the afternoon show on a radio station called The Bridge. My co-host on this podcast is the one and only Burt Mill. Actually, there's probably a lot of Burt Millers. But- oh, there are. Oh, dude. Have I ever told you one time because I thought about like uh, making a blog and so I went to, to buy my, my name as a web domain and it was like a graphic designer in New York. Oh, He's, the other Burt Millers are doing quite well for themselves, as best I can tell. There are other Mark Dickies, and uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you ruined my flow. I'm sorry. My co-host <laughs> is not the one and only Burt Miller, the one of lead, several <laughs> lead pastor at Solid Ground Church in Lewis, Delaware. Burt, how are you today, Mark Sebastian Dickey? I'm doing great, <laughs> just just great under the sea. That's right. <laughs> I should know. I guess there's Johann Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I wasn't going for that one. You, you were right. The animated crab is what straight. I was. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I, he's contributed more to my life, I think, than Bach. I've never, I've never taken an inventory of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Sebastian the King Crab has, uh, ha, has blessed me in ways mm. that that Bach hasn't. I'll what, be, what are we talking about? I'm I'll, sorry. I'll be Bach. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, so uh we've done uh, so many episodes already and I I thought it would be cool if we just took a moment and kind of dived into who you and I are. Yeah. Because there have been so many times I've been whether it's listening to a podcast or reading a blog and you go, "Wow, this this person has great stuff to say, but who are they?" Mm. You know, like yeah. Uh, the the internet is so interesting in that I can get a deep dive into someone's life, but not actually know who they are. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought if we ask the question, why do Christians in every episode, uh, well, w- what makes Bert say why? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about, you know, how you came to be a Christian, yeah. uh, maybe what drew you into ministry but first, I need to know, and we'll, you know, I'll ask you these questions and you can ask me the same questions back, or maybe you've yeah. got different questions. I'll hold that- up a mirror <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll bounce them right back to you. Perfect. All right. Bert, yeah. what is your favorite fiction book? Oh, you know what? I'm on a Tolkien kick right now and I'm really enjoying them. Mm. So if I had to say, it would probably be uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will probably, if I'm the mirror, no, I mean, Mm -hmm. my actual answer would probably be the Hobbit. Hey, okay. uh, Specifically. And that's, that's why you and I are friends. Yeah. Right. Cause that's right. (laughs) When we're not on the mic, we speak to each other in Elvish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could see the way, the way that Mark's lips moved when he spoke (laughs) Elvish. It was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't mean this to be insulting. It's just I think I think it's just the language, like the way that it requires movement. It looks like you ever see those old videos of like Mr. Ed where they'd put peanut butter on the horse's <laughs> lips and like the lips were gonna kind of flip around. You know what's interesting? I'm I'm like, all right, we're talking about why do Christians and then I immediately went into something that's like speaking in tongues. Okay. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody would, we haven't done that, would right? immediately been has turned it, off. Has Speaking in Tongues been an episode? I don't think we've No, done we that. haven't done an episode okay. about okay. that. Maybe we should. Yeah, I'm up for it. Uh, but no, I wasn't speaking in tongues. That was right. just a funny imitation of something. Right. From, it was Elvish. It was Elvish. Movie. Yeah. No, I just went, Nemo, 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 Nemo. That's not Elvish? <laughs> That's just what she sounds like in the movie. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, no, my, The Hobbit's like my rainy day book. 
if I'm good, I can read it in a whole in a whole day. Now, one of the greatest days of my life, it was just storming outside. I didn't have kids yet, and I just read The Hobbit. That's nice, dude. That's nice. There was stew, and it was great. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Do you have a question for me? Favorite vacation spot that, mm. that you've ever been to on the earth? Hmm. So this is what's in, I've kind of uh, had to show my wife the way of vacationing. Her family <laughs> always... <laughs> <laughs> come with me young one i will show come you the ways me. of vacationing <laughs> no her family would go to myrtle beach every single year okay my parents were like we are never going to the same place like twice oh oh very like there are obviously people like that but, yeah but uh so we would go to uh the grand canyon uh-huh. to maine yeah to disney we went to disney once okay uh but yeah we would go all over the place uh, and I would probably say my favorite one, I, today it's Maine. Uh, really? Just, we, we spent all this time out, uh, fishing and there were flies everywhere. I didn't like that. Okay. But, uh, my dad took us, he told, I learned all about the tides. Okay. I was in elementary school and, uh, we got, we've, we got these metal buckets and the tide would go out yeah. and my dad taught my brother and I how to go out barefoot like in the muck uh-huh. and look for bubbles popping up looking for mussels and there were mussels and oysters oh, wow. and we would just fill the buckets up and it was probably stinkier than i remember <laughs> but i just i very fondly look back on that vacation specifically okay and of course i went to disney and disney mm-hmm. was awesome but like that that's you know that's today that's the one's going to take the cake that's how about, your thing how about you Dude, so okay you say that, and I'm like, man, I'm wired completely the opposite. <laughs> like, you know, we want to go to a different place each time to see the world. I'm like, I'm instantly stressed by the notion of that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I won't know where my restaurants are. I don't know the proper exits to take. <laughs> How, like, will I know where the restrooms are in the place that I go to? So, like, I can I can appreciate the novelty of it. I'm just wired completely differently. Like, I I'm a very much a creature of habit. So we're in Orlando at least once, maybe twice a year. Um, I my my favorite thing to do, like favorite vacation spot. I love Disney World, but you know what? Actually, um, the Disney Cruise. When we get to do that, I've done that a handful oh, yeah. of times in my life. Yeah, I mean, like that's not an every year thing, but they have this this private island that I love in the Bahamas. That's man, my my happy place. If I like, if I could live there, I probably <laughs> wouldn't. But but I love it there. I don't I've, know. It's weird as that sounds. I've never been on a cruise, well, and so for you to say. I like to go to this. My favorite vacation spot is this private island. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds so swanky, right? <laughs> yeah, that is not that is not. If to, to look at me with my 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 uh, shirt that I bought at Walmart, you would know that's not very much um, who I am. But like, no, like when, you know, we'll save up, and that's, uh, dude, I love it. I love it very. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my last question for you because we need to get into the important stuff. Sure, but you are getting to know me, and I'm getting. This is great. We've, we've never spoken off mic before. So this, this is good. <laughs> never. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to ask you your favorite meal of okay. all time. Oh, that's. Oh, but, no. But also, what meal do you consume more than any other? Oh, dude. Dude, I don't. Like what is your what is your everyday meal, and then what is your special day meal? That's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, because like the best meal I've ever had. It was once in my life. I don't. I don't even know how to. I couldn't. T- yeah, I don't know. Wait, rephrase that. Like, can you hear that question again? Yeah. What is what is your everyday meal? Maybe you have it possibly a couple times a week. Okay. Uh, and then what is what is a like if it's a special day? What's for dinner? Special. Okay. What, why don't why don't why don't you tell them yours first, Mark? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my everyday meal. I am one of those people who eats the same lunch every single day. Okay. And uh, what it, is it? It was. A turkey sandwich with an apple, and then I I had turkey for like three years straight. Okay, and now I can't stand the taste of turkey whatsoever. So now it's a roast <laughs> beef sandwich, okay, <laughs> with an apple. Okay, and uh, it used to be two apples, and then I got became diabetic, and I had to cut back on a little bit of the sweets. Wait, do apples count as, as sweets? There's fruit is just like pure sugar. No, yeah, man, I know. I, I cried the day I was diagnosed. I cried about it. I, I remember calling my wife and I, I was don't like, blame you. I, I was like, babe, I can't. 
I'm tearing up remembering the moment actually now when I'm saying it, but like, it's basically anything that I love could hurt me. Basically. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how it went. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Wait, so what, so what is your special? My special one is probably always steak with some Ooh. sort of uh, cooked vegetable and mashed potatoes. Okay. That's just, okay. And believe it or not, uh, besides the mashed potatoes, that's less carbs than my regular lunch. Like it's like, it's huh. better anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for Chick Fil A. I, I mm-hmm. there's something about like a fried chicken sandwich. I I just thoroughly enjoy. Uh, special meal, mm, steaks are pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get like a really good one. Well, no, uh, you like to you like to smoke meat. I do, but I, but that's to me that's not like a that's not a special meal. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a hobby of mine for sure. But like, yeah, I mean I, brisket's really good. Um, but no, you know like if I get the chance to go to like a Brazilian steakhouse or like that, where they, they have the little card where, you know, you, have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I don't think they do so. a thing where like they put a little coaster on your, on your, like in front of your, uh, or in front of you at the table, right? One side is red, one side is green. <laughs> so you flip it to green. And as long as it's green there, they just keep bringing you meat and then uh, you flip it to red. And they I stop. want to go to there. Oh, I'll, I'll, we can go, man. I'll, 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 when we're done, I can tell you a really good one. It's actually not that far. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Done. Cool. Okay. Well, enough with food. Let's get into, well, no, enough with the personal stuff. Yeah. They've had enough of this. That's the whole episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> enough with talking about us on this episode. We're going to talk about us. Now we're going to talk about something else. Well, something that's so important is your testimony. Mm. And uh, that might even end up being the name of this episode. We talked about why right. do Christians have testimonies. Right. And uh, I mean, really, the the way that you get to share Christ with people, the, one of the best ways to do it is not just you know shouting scripture into the void out for mm. people to hear, but it's it's sharing what God has done in Absolutely. your life. Yeah, your most effective uh, your most effective uh, evangelistic tool is your story. Yeah, for sure. And um, I would. What do you think? Who yeah, should man. go first? Um, I, I, I'm good with either. Sure. But I'm looking at you, so I feel like you should go first. Okay. Yeah. Yours is probably, I mean, you became a pastor, so yours has to be more interesting. Oh, I don't, I, well, tell, tell me yours. Okay. So, And then I if I feel like born, it, I'll say mine was more interesting. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never say that, but go ahead. No. So uh, I, I grew up in a family. Uh, my mom went to church. She she had my brother and I go to church, and uh, um, I will keep the the denomination sure. private because sure. i i stopped going to that church eventually mm-hmm. um but it, it just never it never stuck with me it was just mm-hmm. something you did you go to church on sunday and that's it and well when i was in high school i got invited to a ministry called young life okay and it was down the road from my house and i lived in the middle of nowhere like like a, there was a cornfield across the street i lived in 25 acres of woods oh, like wow. The fact that something was down the street, literally a quarter mile down the road from my house, like, whoa, yeah, I'll be there. And so I walked down the street and went to this thing. I didn't even know what it was, but a bunch of my friends were going and we played games, we sang songs. And at the end, uh, this guy gets up and starts talking about Jesus. And I just, I just knew I wanted these to be my people. Uh, I knew I wanted to be a part of this and I went faithfully until I was grounded (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was like the greatest thing in my life wow. and i still got you know you get grounded you can't go out so, wait, so i went grounded every, from going to no, that no sorry oh, okay. I, I gave that detail out of out of time okay. context i don't know okay no i so went you, were, you weren't experiencing religious persecution you were, <laughs> no okay no i was uh i went i meant to say i went faithfully unless i was grounded got it okay not that i got grounded all the time but yeah, this, just the way that the gospel was presented to me, I just, I, I gotta have that. I want wow. that. And the, the young life leader went to this church on Ken Island in Maryland and, uh, ended up being Island Alliance church. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pastor of that church ends up being my father-in-law. Hey. So I, uh, kind of separately from church fell in love with his daughter it wasn't because she was there but like just the way uh, it worked out it's just the way it worked out yeah. yeah and um this is the part of the testimony where it's like i i can give 
more details, but well, let me ask you. So, okay, so you guys fall in love, you get married. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you end up? Because we're recording in Delaware. How did you end up in Delaware? Yeah. So when I before I got married, I went to college, Salisbury University. Was very involved in student ministry there, and uh, played drums at church. And uh, while I was moving, while I lived in Salisbury, my parents moved to Idaho. Oh, and uh, basically, when I graduated, there wasn't really a home to go back to. Mm-hmm. Like I could find a place to live back home, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a home. But the guy, uh, this guy Matt, who led Young Life in Maryland, had mm-hmm. actually moved to Delaware. And Matt had was working at a church, and he set up a place for me to to live here. Uh, that I could. <laughs> there was a a church, uh, Eagles Nest Church yeah. in Milton, Delaware, and they needed a sound guy. And the okay. church happened to have this house with a bunch of other dudes, these <laughs> interns. And Matt said, "Hey, if you could run sound at the at church, like I can get you a room to sleep in." That's awesome. So it was like. Oh, you mean a job in my field immediately upon graduation? <laughs> I'm in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I work, ended up working full-time at the church for three years. God called me to the radio station where I work now. Okay. And yeah. Well, can I, all right, so really, really quick. You say God called you to the radio station that you're working with now. Yeah. How, I mean, that's a, that's a leap. So how, how did you get into doing that? <laughs> So I was uh, going through a really, really hard time. Uh, and I was, it was just one of those seasons in your life where you just want to quit everything, mm-hmm. just pack up and move, just get me out of here. And I had done an, a summer, summer internship at Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, wow. okay. And uh, they were hiring an audio guy. I had had, and I, at elevation at elevation i applied for it i had two interviews i was like all right yeah i'm gonna move out of delaware and i'm gonna go do this job that i think will be just better for me and for my family and you and Brittany are married at this point she's on board with that as well yeah okay and um we we had experienced a loss uh that i won't go into but it was sure um but it was just it was just one of those sick times in your life where you just want to pack up and I need to change everything. I need to, I need to get out and I get a random phone call. I'm in the midst of this. I'm trying to move to North Carolina and a a guy says, Hey, the bridge, this radio station, they offered me a job and I can't take it. Would you mind if I put your name in the hat? Huh? And I was like, sure, whatever. Like, I didn't say sure, whatever, but I was, I was dead set on moving to North Carolina, Okay, but I'll never turn down an opportunity. I guess I forgot that I had a job interview the day that I came in and interviewed. I don't even think here, here. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I was going <laughs> to do this on my lunch break. Uh, I, I like didn't shower. I was oh, wearing wow. jeans and a hat and, um, our finance, lady always brings up that I was wearing a hat when I came in for my interview. (laughs) It was like the least professional thing in the job interview. I tried to give the job to another, to a friend of mine. Really? I was like, you know what, you know who else you should interview this guy. And it was just like, God just handed this to me on a silver platter. And really what, what he said when God called me, it was Mark, do not leave this state wow this, this is ex- i had a very clear word from the lord stay here in delaware you you need to be right here wow and and honestly like the whole the you know i've been here five and a half years and those five and a half years have been uh almost like my life is kind of shielded like huh. as long as you stand in this spot everything's gonna be fine okay <laughs> if you try and change anything you're you're walking out of uh, you know, the eye of the storm is sure. like where it's, you know, you can go wherever you want with storm analogies, but like the eye of the storm is where it's calm. Okay. But if you step out of the eye of the storm, now yeah, you're in yeah, the wind again. Yeah. That's kind of like God's just like, hey, I need you right here. Don't move. You'll be safe if you stay right here. Wow. Okay. And that's, yeah. So you've been here five and a half years and now uh, new life has entered the equation. Like, so you and Brittany uh, married how long? at this point uh 
seven years. Okay, seven years. And along the way, you've had kids? Yep, two kids. Okay. Um, and how old are they at this point? Uh, four and almost two. Okay, man. So so it's just been, I was about to say a whirlwind, but with this this, this <laughs> illustration, I feel like I shouldn't. Um, okay. Hey, can I ask you, like, what, what do you, you know, as you're doing this, as you're um, serving our community so faithfully, and not just our community, <laughs> uh, Delmarva and everywhere the bridge is broadcast, what are some highlights you like? Like, what, what do you enjoy about doing this ministry that you do that you're just like, man, I'm going to get out of the bed this morning and I, and I can't wait to do this? Yeah. I've just got to drive in me that whatever I'm doing has to matter. Mm hmm it's really hard for me to do things that don't matter at all. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm one of those people who's always working on a project uh, and how, how can this project, you know, go to these people, yeah. uh, whether it's like composing music or like personal writing, personal songs or, you know, doing the, the radio show. And it just drives me crazy if something's pointless or huh. without, without direction. Huh. And when I found when I made that decision that, okay, I'm going to follow Christ with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, people say the phrase, make him known, make him famous. Like I need people to know where true life is. It's kind of like every fiber of my being, whatever I'm doing has to, has to point to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I make podcasts like this one. I do the radio show every afternoon on weekdays and, um, serve on the worship team at church and it's just like whatever i'm doing it it can't be pointless that's cool (laughs) that's really cool yeah so it's just it's just drilled into me and yeah so um well mark thank you for for letting us know um some of your story man like some significant moments of your story yeah absolutely Hey, Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. Well, you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand. A, a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture. Or Wi-Fi. <laughs> Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I, I think that's it. I think we got it. Let's hold the mirror up now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You've got you've got more more years to explain. Oh, so we're gonna be like here that. a little while. No, I'm just, just like that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how old are you? I am thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm forty one, soon to be forty two. So yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the pastor of a church. Truth. 14 years? Yeah. It'll be uh, 15 in May. That's amazing. Yeah. uh, So let's backtrack that. Okay. So if you're 42, Mm -hmm. 15 in May, Uh then that means you were 27 when you started a church. That sounds right to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't advise it. Yeah, but, but that had to. I mean, that story has a beginning. And, sure. Um, like that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, how? Tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. So I mean, I guess my my, my God uh, story, how all that came about. Um, so I was born. If you can believe this, I was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we lived there until I was seven, then moved to Delaware when I was a kid. Um, grew up in church. Uh, my dad's a retired pastor. My parents. Uh, Loved God my entire life, um, but the, the truth is, just my my heart was hard. I was that kid that like I knew all the stuff, but it but it never really just sank in. And I, I would say like, it just wasn't God's time yet. So you know, my parents they would read me the Bible every night before bed. We were going to church every single Sunday. They were, uh, you know, before Dad was even in ministry, we were going to church every Sunday, being hyper involved. And then after you know, he became a pastor, that was certainly true as well. Um, but it just it it didn't really matter to me. I hated church. Um, it was one of these things where I kind of believed, you know what it felt like? It felt like, um, I would read or I would be read the Bible. I never read the Bible for myself. Um, but I would be read these Bible stories and I would hear these sort of like best of God stories, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, man, here's these things that God used to do. And I'd be like, man, that's amazing. And, and the religion to me, and I'm not saying that anybody did anything wrong. It's just, this is where I was. The religion to me felt like, I don't know if you ever had a friend say to you like, oh man, we had an amazing party last night. 
and you're like, oh, cool. And they're like, yeah, you should have been there. Mm. And that's and that's how that's how Christianity felt to me. Where it's like, yeah, you should have been there. Like, oh yeah, like back in the day, God did this stuff. And I'm like, well, what's he doing now? Well, now he's he, you know, nobody would say it to me like this, but that's just kind of how I picked it up. Like, you know, now he left. Now he's in heaven, and you'll meet him when you die. Mm. And that was just that was my belief. My belief was that there was a Bible verse somewhere that said, you know, and then God left. Um, <laughs> because you know, I mean, how do you how do you reconcile Jesus walking on water with no experience with God whatsoever? Right, and so I go through life, and um, you know, I develop a plan in my mind. I mean, like when I say I hated church, like look, I I can remember consciously having a plan. You know, when I turn eighteen, I thought to myself, when I turn eighteen, I'm an adult. My parents can't make me do what I want. <laughs> Never again will I go to church. Right, like that's that's you know, maybe I'll, I'll go when on Christmas or Easter, you know, just to be polite. But like, it's a weird thing to be thinking about that when you're a child, like actively looking forward to not going to church. But that's that's just where I was, you know, hmm. and. Um, what ended up happening was I, when I was 15, uh, I was going into high school. And you remember how, like, when you're when you're a freshman in high school, you remember how, like, the, the people that you want to be impressed by you were seniors? Remember that? Right, yeah. Yeah, just, like, by sheer just a few years older, they're instantly cooler. Yep. And uh, and so there's- They a, still are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, so there's a senior who invited me to a youth service at his church. And I, I was on a Friday night, and, and it was, hey, uh, you know, small Sussex County, it was uh, Old Eagle's Nest. It was mm-hmm. uh, back when they were uh, on Route 16 there, they had a, a hardware store that had become their building. And um said, hey, we're doing this youth service, and um, would you come out? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, why <laughs> Why would you go to church if your parents don't make you? And uh, he's like, well, you know, like, we're going to be having this, we're going to be having that. And he just kept bugging me about going. And so finally, he, and I'm not saying this is not prescriptive. I'm just telling you what he did for me. He tricked me. Okay. And what he did was he knew, like, I liked tech. He knew that I liked video production and stuff. He said, Hey, well, listen, we're going to have cameras there. We need somebody to run the cameras. Would you come and run the cameras? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess I, I could do that. Yeah, so, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I go. And um, when I go in, it was very, very different um, from any church environment I had ever been in. Again, it's not a shot on anybody. You know, if the Lord ministers to you in a specific place, praise God for that. And it's just again, this is where I was. Um, and theirs was different. It was you know very very humble. <laughs> they they you know I was used to pews and stained glass and robes and these very very beautiful, uh, elegant uh, expressions of worship. And and this place was they, they had like a I think a gray carpet stage, like a wooden cross kind of thrown against the back of it. And I was like, this is weird, mm. you know. And uh, then uh, a guy came in to lead worship. He sat down. They, they didn't have a, an organ, which is what I, I thought was like, that's how church is done. Again, if, if you're ministering through organ, that, that's great. Um, uh, but this guy came in, he sat down at a keyboard, and, and his name was Rick Betts, who's uh, now the pastor of Crossroads Church in uh, Georgetown. And, uh, and Rick says, you know, like, we're going ha- to have worship now. And, and, and you know, if, if you know Rick, you know, he's just, he, the man has a gift, <laughs> right? And so... Uh, Rick, Rick began just to sort of like pound the the keys of this keyboard to the point where it's, he's almost punching him. Like he's just he's if, he, if keyboards could bleed, this keyboard would bleed. It's just like you know, and he's like singing his guts out to God. And when he did, something surprised me, and that was that God showed up. Mm. Where suddenly, like we were in the presence of God, um, and I didn't know that God did that. Mm-hmm. Like again, I thought he you meet God when you die. Um, but there was no denying it. I remember, um, I, I wasn't looking for Jesus. Um, but as it turns out, like he had a plan for me. Um, you know, I, I used to think, I, I used to think like when I'm talking about like, you know, being in the presence of God, um, you know, in, in the years since then, I, I've had the privilege of getting to know Rick or, or getting to know, uh, Pastor Bill Sammons, uh, senior, who was the the pastor of Eagles since then, and I, I always used to think that like that encounter came almost as though like you know you walk into a room and there's a thermostat set, mm-hmm. and the thermostat will be in the room regardless of whether or not you're there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you just, you walk into something that's bigger than you, you know. Mm. Um, but getting to know them and seeing how humble they are, and they would probably be the first guys to say like, "Hey, it's not me, it's Jesus." Yeah. Um, to realize, like, no, that happened because the Lord was seeking me out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it, it would be easy for me to think, like, I'm kind of worming my way into something, but to realize, like, the Lord intentionally wanted to save me. Um, and that's exactly what he did. So I remember 
like when I say you know like the Lord showed up, I know it's a very very dramatic term, and people think, what do you mean like did like angels tear off the roof and start screaming? No, like there's no lightning. It was just instantly like I was aware that I was in the presence of God. And by the way, let me just say this too because I you know I tell this story, and people are like, well, I didn't have that experience. Does that mean that my my conversion isn't authentic? No, not saying that at all. It's just this is how the Lord saw fit to save me, mm. uh, and so. I'm aware, like, there's just, the best way to describe it, there's electricity or there's power in the room. It's going around me. It's going through me. At the same time, I'm feeling this warmth and love, like, actual, like, love as being a thing that exists. And I remember being confronted, and it was like, it was like, like a spotlight just shined on my heart. And for the first time in my life, I saw who I actually was. You know, up until that moment, like, worldly speaking, I think it'd be easy to say that I was I was a pretty good kid, or at least I I thought that I was. And see, so, you know, I, I had my list of all the things that I had never done. You're right, I haven't done this, mm-hmm. so therefore I'm good. But I saw, like, in a moment, like who I actually was and the things I had done. I was convicted about my sin, and I remember saying, like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, it was like, again, this this is feeling, but it changed my life. Um, it was like He just picked up my sin and took it away. Um, and so, you know, I, I remember Rick making an invitation or uh, the guy who led the uh, the night making an invitation. Not, I don't remember who, honestly. It's, it's been 20 plus years, but whoever it was, hey, you know, if you want to see Jesus, come on down to the front. I mean, I was there. Um, like, I, I, like to, to know that I could know him, um, it was a completely different version of Christianity than what I had understood it to be. Yeah. Uh, like, I had I had to be around that guy. Like, like, if you're telling me I can know the God of the Bible, that's... That's a very different faith from how I thought this went. Um, because now we're not talking about a philosophy, we're talking about a relationship. And so um, I began to spend time with Jesus. Like, you know, I'm going in my room every night and I'm closing the door and I'm locking it. And I, and I, I had been given a Bible in like fourth grade as a gift. It just sat on my shelf collecting dust. But now I, I've got to read this thing, man. And so I'm opening it up and I'm highlighting stuff. And it's like the words are just jumping off the page to me and they're speaking to me and like it's igniting my heart and so I'm just getting to know Jesus more and more and more. So that would have been November of, I want to say 1996. Um, time goes on and, um, you know, one night I'm laying in my bed and uh, I'm praying, I'm trying to, to listen to learn uh, how, like, you know, how to know when God is speaking and, you know, I feel like he's is beginning to speak to me and it kind of out of nowhere, I, I felt like the Lord just said to me and uh, and I remember it, it was like, it was script in my mind is the best way to describe it. Like I could see the words, um, but they were so firm that it's like they were, this sounds dramatic. I don't mean it to be, it's just, it's, it's my experience. Yeah. Um, it, it was like they were etched onto me is the best way to describe it. Hmm. And it just said, I want you to preach the gospel. Wow. Yeah. And dude, I, it's embarrassing. I didn't even know what that meant. So like I went to my, I went to my parents. I'm like, hey, what, you know, if somebody supposed to like preach the gospel what does that mean and they're like well it might mean that you're a pastor or something like oh, okay and then i went to i went to the guy who told me he's like oh it probably means you're gonna be an evangelist or a pastor or something okay um and so i just you know what what do you do with that i was i was in ninth grade so hmm. i started leading bible studies oh cool <laughs> uh, well i didn't really know what i was talking about so um yeah i mean listen the lord's patient he used it i think but you know i i started jumping in to do that because i thought that's what you're supposed to do and you know, there are a lot of trial by fire things and, you know, if I could do it over, I wouldn't, but, um, I've got some of those. Okay. Let's see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then also like I knew from then on, okay, this is what I was going to do. I was going to go into ministry. And so, um, came time to, to graduate. Oh, by the way, I met my wife in high school. Um, she got saved, uh, just before my, my senior year, we started dating probably, uh, I think October of that year. Of so, her senior year? Uh, of my senior year. She's two years younger than me. Okay. Um, yeah, so she would have been a sophomore. I was a senior. Um, oh, I so know. now you're the senior. I know. Now you're the cool senior. I, well, I don't think I ever put those words together with me, but <laughs> but I was a senior, yeah. So um, so anyway, uh, we start dating and um, go out to school. I studied the Bible for four years. I went to um, – I, I didn't know if there was like a ministry school. I, mean, I didn't know anything about anything, man. So I, I, well, what do pastors do? Well, they, they study the Bible. So I went and I learned – it's called biblical scholarship. Um, went to a school that <laughs> it's weird to say now. Like I'm very thankful for my time there. Uh, I wouldn't recommend them um, because <laughs> theologically they've so left where I am theologically. I just hmm. don't feel comfortable telling people to go there. But I, you know, I went there for four, four years. Um, 
And after that, uh, Katie and I got married and we left, went to, uh, we were in Missouri for two years. Uh, she finished up school there. I worked uh, at a church out there for a couple of years and tried a year seminary there, which didn't, the school wasn't for me. Um, so we ended up, when she was done with school, we transferred back and I and I went to uh, school up in Boston. Um, and you know, at that point, uh, time's going on there and we start, you know. What school in Boston? Uh, it's called Gordon-Conwell. Um, I got my master's in divinity there, which is a pastor degree. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, um, uh, we're up there and, uh, you know, time's starting to wind down. We have to start thinking about what we're going to do uh, after graduation, you know. And, and at this point, we're thinking like, well, you know, we lived in the Midwest. We lived on the East Coast. Like, what if we went and like went to California? Like, that'd be neat. Like, like live on the West Coast. The dream. I, why not, you know? And um, so, Okay cool and uh this one year you know uh i came back home to visit um my parents for christmas and uh i happened to go to friendly's one night with a friend for, for ice cream friendly's in rehoboth yeah yeah and i uh, were sitting down over ice cream and he was like man you should come back to this area and plant a church <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i i i you know i don't remember i, I think i had kicked that idea around in my head in my, my younger, more arrogant days, but I, I kind of resolved, like, y- you don't do that if God hasn't told you to do that. Like, because you could mess things up for people. Um, I know it's a ton of work. I know it's emotionally trying. So, barring some kind of clear leading from God, I'm just, I'm just not interested in that. Mm. But but the idea tickled my fancy enough that I just asked him, like, a follow-up question. I was like, well, just so that I'm clear, like, what, what do you think that church would be like? I, I just wanted him to know, you know? And he was like, his whole thing was, he goes, it should be informal. Like, you should... Preaching a T-shirt and jeans. That was that, that. That was that was that was his big thing for it. And I was like, oh, all right, well, nice, nice conversation. Sounds like a friendlies conversation. Yeah, right. He just kind of left it. So we were going into the summer before my last year at uh, Conwell, and um, and uh, they they're offering a uh, a class on church planting. That's a, it's it's called a week long intensive. So basically, they cram a semester into one week. So mm-hmm. like you almost sun up to sundown. You're in this this classroom and, and you're just furiously doing this i thought well you know that, that's not a bad thing to have on the resume like so if i ever get hired by a church oh yeah i've been trained in church planting or whatever but by the way uh semester cramming one week means i don't remember any of it right um <laughs> but okay so we go or i go to uh do this class and uh first day of the class um the professor says something along the lines of well, listen we're, we're talking about birthing uh, movements of God right now. We're talking about churches being planted. He's like, so let's not do that without uh, going into prayer first. So how about uh, we just take a couple minutes and pray and seek the Lord before uh, we teach anything? Hmm. Yeah, that, that seems like a good idea. Sure. So uh, we go to pray. I put my hands together. I go to lower my head. It's my, my kind of my public prayer posture or whatever. And uh, before my head is completely down, I just feel like the Lord said so clearly to me, I want you to go back and plant a church in Delaware. <laughs> and like, like it's a point like, like it rattled me. Like, did that just happen? So like I went back. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? So, you know, you sit through the rest of, of uh, day one of this class, taking notes, but not really paying attention. That might be another reason I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> and I, I went back to our apartment and Katie got off work. I said, I think, I think God just told me like to go back and plant a church in Delaware. Like, what, what, like, what do you think about that? And, and, and if you know my wife, my wife is very, very chill. So she's like, yeah, that sounds fine. But there was there was no like yes let's do it there was like no well let's was, yeah okay fine so um we started to get the ball rolling on that it would have been 08 so um took about a year to, to get a team together on that and 09 is when we officially launched and been here ever since so that's that's i guess uh our story in a, in a in a nutshell uh 2011 we had our first uh baby ben and then uh 2014 had our second one luke and mm. uh, here we are so 09 uh, this was your meeting in your house. Yeah, yeah. We started with uh, our first, our first quote unquote service. There were four of us there. <laughs> so it's Katie, awesome. me, one other couple. Yeah. Uh, and then you, at some point, moved to was it the Hampton Inn? Oh yeah. So yeah, we we um we met in our house for about a year or no two years maybe. Um and had, <laughs> wait, okay gotta interrupt you yeah you met in your house for two years yeah was that a cool two years or was that wow uh, am i even doing anything shouldn't there be more people here like i feel like if i spent two years doing something like planting a church 
Yeah. And still being in my living room, I would feel feel like a failure. Yeah. That's, I wish I was more spiritual than that, but yeah, hundred percent. Like I, um, I have friends who have planted churches that sort of exploded day one and praise God for that. Like the way the Lord has used them and is using them is incredible. That, that, that was not my story. Um, I think, I think I felt like an absolute failure because I, it felt like um, I, I had constructed, I think, two false ideas. Hmm. One, if the Lord's with me, it means it's going to be easy. Hmm. Um, and I knew that he, he had told us to do this. And number two, if, if the Lord's with me, it means it's going to look like blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, you know, I, I can remember sitting in my car one night, like um, I think I think it might have been a Sunday night. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I remember like sitting outside uh, in the parking lot behind our house, like or our apartment, like just staring up, not wanting to go inside, um, and having a, a breakdown, and basically just calling my my dad and being like, I'm not even sure God loves me. Wow. Like I feel like I feel like. Um, like if he loved me, like why why would he let me feel so humiliated and stupid and like like why is he not honoring anything that I'm doing and why why um why is it not working um and and you know the, there are conversations to be had of okay how much of it is bad methodology that we're doing how much of it is the Lord's forming something uh in right. our hearts and character and there is no one answer to that um but I I remember those moments and and. I think, you know, I, I joked earlier, like, you know, like, how old were you when you planted 27? I, w- I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I can say that if somebody were in my temperament when we planted, I wouldn't recommend it. And the reason is I was in this place in my life and heart where so much of my identity was being formed by worldly success. So my or my, my, my worth, let me say it like that. If I've got something to show for myself, I'm worth it. And if I'm not, I don't. Um, it's not healthy. It's not biblical. It's not true. Um, but I've been there. Mm. And so, yeah, for the first couple of years we were there um, and we spun our wheels and it just got to this place where, um, again, I, I'm not against house churches. Like I'm not against it. If people feel like that's their calling, go for it. For us, we consistently had an experience where when people would say, hey, come to uh, church at my friend's house, they thought they were going to murder them because it sounds cultish. Logical. Yeah. And so just, no. And so we said, all right, listen, we, we've got to go somewhere public. So um, I reasoned out, you know, I was, I was working some other jobs to, to stay afloat. Church was obviously not in a place that could support me. And, and I, I reasoned out, man, okay, here's the Hampton Inn. I got I to gotta oh. interrupt you again. Yeah. I just want to call out what it says about your character and your trust in the Lord that he told you to start a church in Delaware. You did it for multiple years. And just the fact that you said, oh, yeah, and doing this isn't going to financially support me. Sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's just that's just really cool. Well, that's that's very kind of you to. to and I, say. Yeah. I, like part of the reason I wanted to do this episode was I wanted people to know your heart, like I know your heart. Oh, thanks, man. And just the fact that you would put your life, your whole life, on hold <laughs> to, to start a church, I just think that's just a beautiful thing about you, well, brother. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, look, that but that's it, though, right? Like. If you hear from him, like, what better are you going to do with yourself? Right, right. Like, that, that, that's my, my whole thing in life. You know, are there moments where I want to to quit or, to, you know, where is he or, or whatever? Sure, I think everybody has those. But, like, I, I've just, you know, the same reason, like, okay, like, you know, I say I felt like the Lord called me into ministry. I've never been in ministry because I thought I would be good at it. I've never been like, you know what, I'm the guy that people should hear talk. Mm. That's ridiculous. Uh, I'm in it because I feel like the Lord told me to do it and – um, I just assume that he knows better than I do. Mm. So like, if, I mean, yeah, like, like, I don't know what else I would do with, with myself if, unless, you know, he told me to do something else or gave me no other option. I mean, just, this is just what, what you do, right? So I'm drawing the parallel between the story that I told about how there's nothing more important to share than this. See? And <laughs> yeah, that's but, just cool. <laughs> it was true though. Yeah. So like we, um, I, I reasoned out, I think the rent there was 81 bucks a week, something like that in the Hampton Inn. Um, and so, I mean, I, I can pay that in my pocket. I, I can afford to do that. So if nobody mm-hmm. gives, and at that time, I think our offering was like 15 bucks a week, something like that. So or I'll cover the difference there. Um, and so we um, we went and we uh, launched, I don't remember, it, it would have been, I think 2010. No. No, it would have been 2011 because Katie was pregnant with Ben um, our first Sunday there. 
she wow. was she was playing bass and 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 he was in her belly while she just rumbling yeah it's probably why he likes <laughs> uh, guitar so much um so yeah that would have been 2011 and uh we were there for a couple years um outgrew it and then went to another location that i don't i don't want to say because i don't want to bash but basically it was it was a bad decision i looked i looked I looked at it based on how much will this cost, not what's the most effective ministry. Oh, wow. And it ended up, our church dropped in size by about half and stayed that way for about two years. Um, and then we, we, we've got to move somewhere else. Like we, we want to reach our community. We, we can't reasonably reach who we're trying to reach by being in this location. It's just not, it's not okay to ask that of them. Mm. Um, so we made the switch to uh, our building that we were in for eight years. Uh, Toddy's and, uh, Lewis and uh, saw you know the Lord do some some cool stuff there. Outgrew that, and now we're uh, portable again. At least at this moment of recording, right? <laughs> um, so that we can hopefully you know be in a so that we can be in a bigger space while uh, saving to buy and build or do whatever you know the Lord has for us. And it might it might not be any of that. It might be uh, that He has something else in mind, and that's okay. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So that, that's I guess that, that's. That's me up in a nutshell to up till this moment. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that Toddy's building is where I kind of came into your, and where our stories kind of yeah yeah came together. Um, w- and we we what we have, we had met before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'd, I'd come every once in a while and yeah. help help wire stuff. Yeah, because I, uh, I remember I remember meeting you at a wedding. I don't think it was the first time we met, but I remember like one of the first conversations I had with you was at a wedding and we were talking about, I think you had just gotten back from Elevation. Oh. <laughs> we were talking about what you had learned there. And I was like, oh, that's, man, it's like God's setting you up for some neat stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I, I remember that. I, you'd have to remind me more of it. Okay. But, um, but that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you started uh, at Toddy's? Uh, however old I am now, minus eight years. So I don't, it's 41. So what is that? 33 sure let's go with that i i just have this fascination uh that uh jesus started his ministry at 33 oh and uh i'm about to be 33 so i I, (laughs) so if it's any consolation and and i I want (laughs) to this may be jarring he started his ministry when he was about 30. He was probably killed when he was around 33. Oh, right. So okay. I don't All know right. if that's better or worse for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm doing ministry now. Yeah, so you are. Works, and, yeah. You're, and, and, and you're crushing <laughs> it, man. Like, we're all thankful for you and the ministry that you do. Like, you're, you're blessing um, Delmarva and certainly the, the podcast sphere that goes beyond that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, for doing what you do, Mark. We've got these signs outside the door of the studio that say, it is a privilege to stand behind this mic. Thank you, God, for choosing me. Yeah. And it, it, I, if you had any idea how often I sit behind a turned off microphone, mm. just trying to rack my brain around, I need to say something to a couple hundred maybe 10,000 people yeah. in eight minutes. <laughs> and I don't want to waste the opportunity. No, but that's the, that's the perfect heart posture, right? I mean, like, humbly, Lord, I need you. Would you guide me? Would you speak? Um, that's exactly right, I think. That's, and, I mean, the same thing with this podcast. Yeah. And we, we want to ask good questions, and we want it, you know, we don't, make episodes just to make content i hate that word by the way content content creator it's just like no like we're we're not making content we're making we're sharing the most important thing that's ever existed how about the faith yeah we're we're talking about jesus yeah and we're not recording this because we need another episode for sure we're recording this because it there's a chance that my story or your story is going to mm-hmm. impact someone else's story and draw them closer to the Lord. That's it. Like I think our our goal from day one has been to bless the body. Like yeah. here's some some stuff that we think might be helpful in your in your your faith walk with Jesus. One hundred percent. Yeah, and even uh, we talked about the the whole theme of the podcast. Why do Christians? Uh, we literally went on Google and typed that phrase in. 
And the, the first stack of answers that, that autofills were questions that didn't sound like they were coming from Christians. Yeah. And we thought, well, if we make this podcast, like the people who listen to the bridge, who listen to the Christian radio station, uh, they're going to get something out of it for sure. But maybe we're going to reach people who've never stepped foot in a church before. Yeah. Yeah. But they're asking these tough questions about the Christian faith. And so uh, we want to welcome anyone who is finding this podcast, like come, come on this journey with us as we uh, every day grow closer to God, to his son, Jesus, to the, the one who created it all, who died for you. Amen. Now, hey, listen, if, if they had questions that we could help with, what, what do they do? Yeah, so we've got an email, podcast at wearethebridge.org. Uh, just send that. And maybe in the subject, write, why to Christians? Just so uh, the, per- the people who get the emails for the radio station know to send it to us. But you can ask questions. Maybe you've got a question about our story, suggestion for a future episode. We would love to hear from you and get connected. And if you want to check out uh, The Bridge, the radio station, if you found us through the web, you can head to wearethebridge.org and you can listen to the live stream 24-7. I have the afternoon show. It's uh, weekdays, 3 to 7 Eastern time. All that information is on the website. And uh, if you love hearing Bert preach or talk i should say if you love hearing bert talk on the podcast and you're interested in his ministry and his church solid ground church in lewis delaware what's the website oh it's pretty simple it's solidground.church dot church i love that (laughs) um and so uh, almost always there's a live stream going for sunday services but if you're in the lewis area church is something to do in person 100 and so uh if you do end up going to solid ground be sure to introduce yourself yeah i'd love that yeah so uh that's our story that's us thanks for listening